It is October 8th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary and Mr. Matt Morgan to talk Monday Night Raw, the post-show to the WWE Super Showdown. Three weeks to go until Evolution. Crown Jewel coming up a week after that. Interesting time in the WWE right now. Matt, what did you think of tonight's Raw? I like that my boy McIntyre picked up a win at the end of the main event. Um We'll get to the main event, obviously. It's it's a very predictable, for me, it's a very predictable show. Um, I'm sure for everyone else, they might feel the same. But nothing crazy for me on this show. Nothing that I was very excited about. Um, it just feels like I hate saying this because I'm a huge wrestling fan. But it just continues to feel like I am forced to watch this show so I could come on here and discuss it with you guys. Do you know what I mean? It's not like I go running to my TV like I used to to watch Raw. I that's that's funny. I actually thought this was one of the best Raws in a while. Um, I thought like the crowd helped make a lot of it. I thought the the crowd was hot. Lashley turning heel. Uh, there, you know, the Bellas uh, turning on Rousey. I thought you know it was the same you know the same match until that point as they did a Super Showdown. Uh, but you know, I thought that got a good reaction. Um, so overall, you know, I thought there was something almost positive in everything except for the Bobby Roode Chad Gable match uh, yeah, and the gender gender Finn Balor match. But I thought this was this felt like a, a hot rod to me. It, it, but because they've lulled us to sleep. I mean, this Bobby turn we've been asking for for three, four months now feels three months. Um, and same with the the, the stupid Bellers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I feel like they're finally doing a lot of the stuff we've been telling them that they need to do and uh but yeah i i actually like this show what'd you what'd you think glenn you know so i didn't watch raw last week i didn't watch the super showdown i felt like i don't need to watch the super showdown right given this tonight seemed very repetitive you're all caught up yeah Mm -hmm. i mean this is just a weird time for the wwe i mean look at what their tv ratings are doing right now look at all the stuff they have going on with multiple pay-per-views um, you know, they're doing Super Showdown Crown Jewel, which aren't the traditional pay-per-view model. So I thought this was an okay show tonight. But, you know, Matt, to your point, in a night full of heel turns, Bobby Roode's still a baby face. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I had tweeted out, like, watch them turn. Uh, they do a turn in, during that match, but it's like Victor turning on Connor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I, th- I thought, I thought it was, it was uh, definitely better than, uh, than in a while. Yes, to be fair, of course, yes. But I just felt like what Glenn said, I was going to make the point that Glenn was gone last week, and I was going to tell him, really, you really didn't miss If you were away and you came back to tonight, you really didn't miss anything. P.S. There was an Undertaker versus Triple H match on the pay-per-view that just went by. Like, you know what I mean? And meanwhile, you still didn't miss anything. And that's the problem. I think that's, in a nutshell, the problem with Raw lately. How many weeks do we feel like we're covering the same thing week in and week out? We hear from people that watch our podcast, listen to our podcast, hear us talk about it, but they don't even feel the need to watch Raw every week. I thought tonight a lot happened. Another great thing, one of the highlights of the show, was Kurt Angle with the whole conquistador thing. And that was cool. Yeah. So I thought there were quite a few things tonight that happened that were, were newsworthy. It wasn't the typical running in place that you usually have with Raw. So... Um, yeah, like those, like those four or five things stand out and, you know, they, 
they further did the, the shields storyline. I hope they end that soon. I don't think it's doing uh, Roman any favors. I don't think it's doing any of those titles any favors to be locked up in this feud. But if it leads to a Dean heel turn or something there, uh, you know, then I'm all for it. Yeah, so let's go segment by segment and start with Triple H and Shawn Michaels coming out to the ring, uh, doing a DX promo, talking about 25 years of Degeneration X, talking about the Super Showdown, the match between Triple H and Undertaker. We saw the uh, the playback of Taker and Kane getting the best of Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and this is setting up a tag team, DX versus the Brothers of Destruction at the Crown Jewel. What'd you think, Matt? Are you still you still popping for DX after all this time? No. <laughs> no, and, and I'm sorry, dude. You hit homeboy with a sledgehammer. <laughs> you guys had it coming. They, they didn't turn like the brothers of destruction did not turn on them. They didn't, you, you know what I mean? Come on, yeah. Like, like you, you expect them to shake hands with you and stuff afterwards? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I hated when they had the Triple H and Sting match. Is remember uh, Triple H hit Sting with a sledgehammer to beat him, and then after yes. the match they like celebrated. It's like no, who, yeah. you would celebrate with someone that just nailed you over the head with the sledgehammer, <laughs> cheated to beat you in your first ever WWE match, and then you celebrate and have a good time afterwards. Be- because because that's tr- that's them breaking kayfabe, brother, to give them their little <laughs> moment at the end of the match, and we're all supposed to what suspend our disbelief for that part? Yeah, it's like at the end of a no. play, like Mark, you know, this when this should resonate with you but at the oh. end of the play where they come out and they're like hey we right. put on a good show and then they all take a bow together right and then like like and so what then the guy that's been doing it for 40 years and now this might be his last play and he gets to go out and do a little bit more and, and you know shake hands with the big villain of it like and we're, we're supposed to be okay with that that's what hunter does every single time yeah well, real quick matt what were your thoughts on the uh, hunter and undertaker match at super showdown um i was surprised I mean, I mean, I was surprised to see Taker take a few of the bumps he was taking. You know, he took a guardrail in slow motion, but he took it nonetheless um, and went flying back first into it. That doesn't feel good. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I, it, it's, I'm excited to see that both of those guys wrestle just as a fan, right? The, the, the lore of it, the spectacle of it, the entrances especially. But um, the match itself, the guys are finally getting to their age, which is such a compliment when I say that, by the way. Um, they, they, they wrestled a different, a different match than what we're normally accustomed to seeing from them. They wrestled as two older, more intelligent guys would wrestle. Um, Matt, a couple of people are saying they're having a hard time hearing you. Is there any way you could turn up? Oh, Jesus Christ. No, this is as loud as it goes, dude. All right. I apologize. Yeah, I think I think I felt like that Taker Triple H match went like 15 minutes too long. Like it should have been a lot shorter. It did not need to be a half an hour. Um, and and it didn't make me want to see the tag match. And even now with Sean involved, that does nothing now. When he, you know, normally Sean Michaels returning to the ring should be a big deal. Yeah. And I feel like first of all, him being bald just. I don't know. It just takes something away. You know, it's like if the ultimate warrior, when he was, you know, alive came back and was going to wrestle and then he's skinny with the crew cut, no face paint, you know, it's it's just kind of like, 
an, an element is just kind of gone with with his look. He looks like an old man, and they all four look so old outside of Kane with the mask and the wig, but they they just look really old. I'm I'm just not excited about this. I feel like they for Shawn Michaels' return, this DX thing seems like it's been, even though they haven't wrestled together as a tag team, just seeing their reunion every time there's a Raw special or something. You've seen it so many times during you know over over the years that just not really looking forward to it now. I'm going to watch it. It'll still be one of the biggest deals on the show, but I'm, I'm just not as excited as I thought I would be for Shawn Michaels' return. Now, let me present this option because I think I figured it out with Shawn Michaels, the problem with HBK coming back. It's not the aging. They need to record a new instrumental-only version of his entrance theme. I think there's something weird about a 50-plus-year-old guy coming out there to Sexy Boy, and it sounds like it's a cassette tape from 1993. Yeah, I actually agree with that. Uh, he should just come out to the DX music all the time. Sure, absolutely. Like, not sexy boy, right? Not sexy boy. You know, that, that era is past. Sean, let it go. Um, so after they set that so, up tonight, So real quick, I had pointed out on Twitter, yeah, please. the combined age of these four guys is 206 years old. So that's, Good what, Lord. We're, so that's what we're looking for at this match. Wow. Um. So after that, what happened after that? I'm looking at the recap. Oh, Bobby Lashley and Kevin Owens tonight. So um, what'd you think of this match? And I guess, so Bobby is a heel now. I think Owens is a face. Well, there you go. Matt, is this what you've been wanting? Yeah, but what did, what did I miss to make you think that Kevin's definitely the face? Uh, the fact that he was fighting back and, and you know, Lashley was injuring him, it, it seemed very much like a double turn. It seemed very much like Brett and, Brett and Austin, you know, where he... I, uh, I hope you're right. Yeah, I mean, I and which... Right. Has Owens ever been a face? Like, even when he was in ROH as Kevin Steen? I mean, he wasn't... He was, He's kind of a tweener slash heel, but... Um, he would do... Okay, he would do stuff, like, with the young box, and he'd wear their gear... And he'd do silly things like that. But, like, I think he was a tweener, though. Yeah. So, if, I mean, I think he would do great at it. He's great on the mic. He's he's sharp, you know, uh, quick-witted. So. so, yeah, it'd be a change of pace. And it, just him as a babyface just changes the dynamic so much of the different kind of matchups and stuff you could have. You know, now you could have Elias and Kevin Owens. I think that'd be really entertaining. And then – and then with Lashley on the heel side, that changes the dynamics totally because Lashley, as a heel, is like a main event guy. Definitely. 100%. Hey, guys, I do know this about when we do these shows. Um, when one of you are talking and, like, let's say I want to say yes or agree with you as you're making a point, you can't hear me when that happens. I do know that because um, I've watched these back. To us, when we're filming this, we can hear each other just fine. But I do know, like... It gets cut off if, like, right now you were to start talking as I'm talking. We wouldn't hear you as clearly. Like, it doesn't catch the audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Sorry, go ahead. And I yeah. thought Leo was annoying as hell, which was perfect <laughs> for, you know, just perfect for his character. I think it'll get old quick if they keep doing it with him talking during the match. Uh, but I think to to set this up for now, it's fine. But it'll get old quick. So I hope uh, I hope they don't plan on doing that every week. You, hang on, you don't think that's but getting old in a in a nice heat kind of way? I just think like once Lashley moves on to bigger things, to have Leo talking during the match will take away from it. You know what I mean? 
Like if so, he's in a intercontinental title match with Seth Rollins and Leo's running you know, running his mouth the whole time, that'll that'll take away from from the match itself. So I think for now to establish it, it's fine, uh, but it, it's got to be dropped at some point. You don't think he can do it like a Harvey Whippleman? For, you know what I mean? Like and just build him up the entire time because I don't like Bobby talking right now. I think his conf- I think his confidence is a little shot. No, for sure. I think he should still do the promos, uh, still be at ringside, still be talking, but not on the mic, not on the house mic during the match. So after that match, Lashley scooped Owens, uh, slammed him to the mat, got the pin to win. But after, Bobby uh, attacked Owens. So there you go. Kind of injured his leg and was attacking the injured leg. Um, Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah, man. Um, after that, they talked about the WWE World Cup tournament at Crown Jewel. Four superstars from Raw, four from SmackDown. John Cena does not have to qualify, he's going to be in that. And that they announced Baron Corbin was going to have a World Cup battle royal later on to uh pick a qualifier for that from Raw tonight. Uh, then we went back to uh set up the match between Finn Balor and Bailey versus Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Uh, yeah, they're keeping that going. Um, that was came up a little later, but then we had Elias with his guitar. Um, talking smack about Cena. Talked with about with Finn and Jinder. How many weeks yeah. has it been now that they've done a variation of that? Plus, they've been doing it on Mixed Match Challenge. It's like they've wrestled like the last five weeks in a row, um, and it's always the same result. It's always Finn and Bailey winning. So, what's the point? To get them on TV, the kid moves merch. Um, so do something with him dude let me tell you something I saw him coming down the ring wearing Bailey's outfit (laughs) what the hell dude Uh, he should not fit in the female wrestlers entrance attire they did that at an NXT uh, Halloween show I think maybe what was that like fall of 2015 or something I just listen to me I just want to be reassured that that was specially made for his physique because he's way too jacked to fit in, uh, you know, her garb. Otherwise, that's pathetic, and I'm not happy. Yeah, well, Finn is basically a walking mix match challenge promo right now. That's basically what he is every week. And, hang on, she basically fit his sweet leather jacket, too, for the record. To me... Which to is be, much better. I'm talking about size here. What happened to my wrestlers that look like wrestlers? To be fair, Bailey did dwarf Leo Rush when they did that backstage segment. Ah, <laughs> oh, so Elias tonight, uh, keeping the heat going. That's so random. Us. There's no point to that. It was just just make a quick dig at the hometown and get and. and but that's all he needs to do, though, right? I mean, yeah. he's getting to do these segments. I mean, he doesn't even need that's a feud. That's all he needs to do. I, I agree. Yeah. I think he's his. Uh, I'd like to see him do more. I'd like to see him in the title hunt. Not the world title right now, but the intercontinental title. Okay. Yeah. Ronda Rousey and the Bella Twins versus the Riot Squad. Um, rematch from the Super Showdown. I guess what's really notable notable uh, notable about this is that Ronda hit the armbar on Ruby Riot, made her tap for the submission win, and then after that, the Bellas started attacking. 
started attacking Ronda Rousey, setting up the match that we've known was coming between Nikki Bella and Ronda for Evolution. Um, what do you think about this turn of the Bellas, Matt? I don't care. They're not friends. They would never be friends in real life. I didn't buy at the Super Show them really disputing who should start the match and who shouldn't. Um, yeah, I don't care. I liked it. I thought it was. Uh, I thought the Bellas. It fits perfectly. It's what you said, Matt. They they would not like each other in real life, so now they're not liking each other. Nikki is a much better heel. Uh, Ronda, it finally gives her some like a, a an actual feud against someone who's a star, someone who can carry herself like a star. So, in in that sense, I I think it's good. So um, I, I I liked it. See, I I don't think okay they can carry themselves like stars with everybody but her. And the reason I say that is because WWE, especially, and I don't like this, but especially the the, the female wrestlers, they all cowtail when Ronda's in the ring. Watch, watch all of their faces. Watch how they just just they, 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 there's something about them that change that that's lesser than normal with them. They're, their body language, it's like, oh, I'm in the ring with Ronda Rousey. You know, like like that kind of, yeah. I don't know. I don't Do you think they're a little worried that they should, they might actually get injured? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, I I don't know. I just know Ronda always feels like this huge celebrity to me, even though they keep reeling reeling her out there. I still feel I still see her as a huge celebrity, and then there's the Bellas. Yeah, with Ronda, I just feel like her star has fallen greatly since April. I think. The more she's on WWE TV, the less of a star she is. It was the opposite in UFC. Um, but, you know, that's WWE booking. I'm, I'm just comparing her versus those girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I hope they make the angle with this going back. Wasn't it Nikki that was tweeting something or one of the Bellas after the Royal Rumble? Kind of like talking a little smack about Ronda stealing the spotlight. Uh, yeah. Don't follow them. Yeah, well, there, there were a few people. I think Sasha, uh, there were a few people that complained about how the focus was taken away from the Women's Royal Rumble to yeah. um, Nikki. I, mean, I think uh, that's Toronto. a good angle. I think that's a really good angle for the women's division because if Ronda's going to be the champ, that resentment uh, and her getting a cold shoulder, one, I mean, it should be, it should be Ronda versus everyone. At this point, I don't think Ronda should have allies. Yeah, I think you know, I, this will get her a lot of matches. Except for maybe Natalia. That's one I'd keep until they do the turn. They should have done this from day one, though. Instead, they gave us manufactured friendships uh, with Ronda getting the respect of the locker room and having friends. Get the hell out of here. No, none of them would like her. They would be jealous of her. And that's what they should have gone right from Jump Street with. I agree. But I like your idea, Glenn. I think using, like with Brock, how they use the real life thing about his schedule and him not watching the show. Use the real life stuff with Rhonda getting this push and the other girls taking a back seat and, you know, and and how everything's about Rhonda and not the other women. And and I think there's a lot of uh, enough real life uh, emotion there that it could be something, something there, interesting. There is, but then you turn her heel. Yeah. yeah. There's that. Which is good anyhow. I mean, I feel that Ronda's a babyface has never worked. Yeah. Only versus only versus Stephanie McMahon, the biggest heel there is, you know? That's what it takes. 
Yeah, I think every week she's smiling and stuff. It just takes away from her her superstar power. Her badassness. What makes her her is that badassery she's got. Yeah. Yeah. Ruby, Ruby Riot should not be handling her. So hell no. <laughs> so weird. Uh Finn Balor and Bailey versus Jinder and Alicia Fox. So Matt, match of the night for you or <laughs> Glenn's got jokes. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm sure there'll be a tough enough season where some girl who never watched wrestling before will list this as her top 10. But uh, <laughs> no, um, definitely didn't do it for me. This is a fill- this is filler. This is just, you know, but hey, I always tell you guys I'm in favor of them getting the girls on there and I prefer them not to be throwaway matches, but still I'll take them. You know what I mean? Um, it does do a good job of giving that low. I hate to say that about the girls working hard in the ring like that, but it does a good job when you're trying to bookend important segments and, um, you need that match, unfortunately. And tonight's, it was those two girls role to do that. Well, and, and fit with Finn and gender, um, Again, this is just a, a weekly mix match, mix match challenge promo, and I think Finn needs more than that. He's he's too big. He's got too much potential. He's too over. Uh, he moves too much merch to just have him be a mix match challenge promo. <laughs> Do you know how many people watch that show live now? It's like thirty thousand are watching that show live. Thirty thousand people. Yeah, uh, it's it's like between twenty five to thirty five thousand people are watching it live. Now you get people watching it later. But it's not near the numbers that watch their other shows. So why yeah. waste someone with the potential that Finn has for that kind of a show? Yes. Okay. I definitely agree. But can I go back to just one thing here? Because you guys really didn't comment on it, and I'm surprised, and I want to know why not. <clears throat> How? Look, I, I love, I love, I love Finn. He's a friend. I've always, I'll always root for him, and I'll always talk great things about him. I like him a lot, right? And I think he is a main event level talent when done right. With that said, I'm asking you guys, and I asked you this earlier, and you kind of ignored it. Can you see him coming out wearing one of the girls' entrance jackets and and, and saying to yourself, that's a star. He's a main event talent. Can your eyes – I'm being dead serious. I'm not trying to be a smartass. Can your eyes unsee that? I know if Bret Hart ever came out dressed like a Lendra Blaze, you know, that would be like, well – that's I mean, that's it. <laughs> how could they allow this? Yeah. Well, DX did stuff with yeah, like but that was in a sarcastic way. Uh yeah. So he wasn't mocking it enough. He, no, he's not mocking it. He's having fun with it. And yes, I agree. But we're missing the hook. Fitting. He fit in <laughs> her jacket. Well, maybe they. Maybe I feel they, like maybe... <laughs> Matt. This is how you get back in with Vince McMahon. Track that a number and just start texting him. I think you and Vince will become texting buddies over this because I think he probably has an issue with that too. I'm sure once Vince saw that, he's like, "All right, this this guy's never going to be in the main event again." <laughs> he's wearing like we don't call them divas anymore. They're the female wrestlers, right? But he's wearing a female wrestler's entrance jacket and not a Why big one. Is my former world champion able to fit in this? <laughs> Yeah, well, someone, someone pointing out some imagine Rock and Austin wearing like Sable's coat. <laughs> come on, you guys would never watch it again. <laughs> well, I think if we've learned anything from this, it's that Mr. Matt Morgan is all about size, which brings us to the sponsor of tonight's episode, <laughs> Blue Chew. Hey, hey, oh, guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? 
I do. They were great days, but oh my God, they were 20 years ago. Now you can increase your performance to get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. They bring you the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. This is none of that, oh, it's like Viagra, some herbal remedy crap. No, science, science for your schwanz, making things happen. You can take them time, anytime day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, here's the important part, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. I've tried it, Raj has tried it, Matt's tried it, and well, folks, they don't call him the commissioner of Longwood for nothing. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think one word sums up the Blue Chew experience, and that's wow. Everyone agrees. Uh, Raj. Let's have Raj in the hot seat being a little awkward tonight. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm a 40-plus-year-old man, but with no issues. <laughs> but uh, if you need uh, something to get you going real quick, uh, this stuff works. Um, and it's, uh, it's, the same, it's the same ingredients that they used for, was it Viagra and, and what else? Cialis. Yeah, uh, and Cialis. Sildenafil. Tadafil, I always think Tadafil like, ta-da, I've got a boner. Um, yes. Yeah. So that it, is in Blue Chew. It works. I mean, you guys saw how, <laughs> was it last month when Glenn uh, ate one on the air and how uncomfortable it was for him the rest of the show? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, perhaps it was more comfortable, folks. I mean, that's your <laughs> imagination. He, he needed to get off the show pronto. So, yeah. <laughs> the stuff. Here's, uh, here, here's the deal because these two nerds are way too uncomfortable <laughs> to talk about it. So, let me take over. Really quick, you, whether it's this show or other shows or other wrestlers that you guys do trust and you have listened to over the years, they all say the same thing. And it's not shameless plugs. It's, I won't say anything about anything I don't truly believe in. Think of all the sponsors that have been a part of this show. How many of you actually heard me speak on? Not many. Two, two, I believe, maybe three at most. Um, you know, with the supplements I use for bodybuilding and things of that nature, there's only a few that I'll ever use, right? That I'll speak on. It's Blue Chew is one of those definite, um, I'm not even going to call it really, uh, a, a strong drug of that nature, but I will say it's a definitely, I use it, I use it as a supplement and, uh, it definitely works. I'm 43 years old and I don't give a bleep who you are guys. Every single one of you at home watching are eventually going to run into your issues at home. And I assure you, this stuff works quicker than you can possibly imagine. Eric Bischoff, others that, that, that really praise this product are not just blowing smoke. I thought they were. And I would call them out on it. I'm like, you are a shameless shill. And um, <laughs> he's like, no. They're like, no, dude, seriously, this bleep works. And um, so I knew about this before this became a sponsor of our show. And uh, this stuff really legitimately does work, guys. I wouldn't put my name on anything that does, and that's real talk. Absolutely. And the Blue Chew is prescribed online. It ships straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness, aside from this podcast ad. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're actually cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code INC. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code INC to try it for free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And thank the audience for supporting Blue Chew. You guys have been amazing. Blue Chew is with us through the end of the year. 
Um, we hear all the time about Satisfied Wrestling Inc. listeners and viewers who are trying Blue Chew and loving it. So thank you for supporting our sponsors. They make this podcast possible. And got, yeah, getting back to the fans real quick. You guys, there's so many of y'all that are that are that are taking advantage of this. And so some of you guys that are on our fence and are too cool for school to try it, guys. I assure you, 50% of the people generally are watching this have, have thought about ordering or have already gone and done so. So don't be on the fence anymore. Try it. Prove me wrong. You know what I mean? I assure you this stuff works and you'll be thanking me. And, you know, I did think I was okay in that department. And then I tried it. I was like, oh, oh that's there's where we- that went. <laughs> Matt knows what's up. Yeah. <laughs> You get older, you forget what you're working with. That's uh, let's just leave it at that. Bluechew.com promo code INC to try it for free. Oh, Bluechew, the highlight of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Um, tonight, oh, yeah, let's talk about this World Cup Global Battle Royal. Wow, uh, this was something else a cast of characters that Baron Corbin <laughs> assembled in the ring that you thought he was going to dispose of post haste rather easily. And uh, but oh no, the conquistador rallied and uh, ended up winning, unmasking himself. Kurt Angle is back and going on to the World Cup, World Cup Global Battle Royal at the Crown Jewel. Did what you did you think know, about this? Yeah. Did you guys know this was Kurt Angle right from jump? I did. I mean, I, I figured it, it was. I thought it was Rhino. Rhino. I, I don't know. Okay. They do weird shit like that. They. Yeah, I, I thought. Know. I thought they used Heath Slater as a red herring earlier in the show because he was asking. You know, to for it for a chance, but uh, yeah, I tweeted. I'm like, I bet you, I, I'm I'm guessing that's Kurt Angle as the conquistador. I, 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 I was hoping it was gonna. I was hoping it was gonna be an NXT call up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless it's Adam Cole, I don't know who would you know really get that kind of response. Yeah. And then Adam Cole, I don't know if that's you know how you want to debut him, but I thought it was I thought it was great that it was Kurt Angle. I I loved this segment. I thought it was creative. Um. I thought oh, Kurt was Kurt looked awesome. He's the only one that could have pulled that off, by the way. Yeah, and his dancing and everything. Right. <laughs> that was he's great. He's so entertaining. He's so entertaining. He's a whole back. Dude, when you go back in the wrestling annals, dude, I'm telling you, Kurt is probably the most well rounded of them all. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, when he did that first uh, belly to, to, to back, I think most people knew then yes. that it was probably him. Well, yeah. And then the angle slam, everyone knew, and it oh. was it was just it was awesome. But yeah, yeah, it was uh, it's very cool. So he'll get in on that uh, Saudi Arabian payday. Yeah, well, the, the greatest yeah, king of the ring. This hang on, this Saudi Arabian prince is really putting together a dream card, huh? Yeah, but where's <laughs> Matt Morgan? Why aren't they, you know, calling you up, buddy? He's not a fan of mine. The Saudi Arabian prince hates me. <laughs> yeah, the, the greatest king of the ring. We got the. Uh, all women's pay-per-view followed by the all men's pay-per-view. But it'll you know what? They're it's this is becoming a hell of a card though. You guys do know it. He asked for Shawn Michaels, right? Yeah. Okay. And remember he asked for Yokozuna last time they, they got <laughs> Whoa, the wait, turn out. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's why the remember that random guy, that uh sumo, sumo guy in the yeah. in the greatest Royal Rumble? Yes, yes. Yeah, he was dressed like Yokozuna. It was because the guy is a big fan of like '90s wrestling, oh, and he said how he liked Yokozuna and like Ultimate Warrior and The Undertaker, and so they put that guy in as just kind of like to impress the set, not like making it seem like that was Yokozuna, but since he liked that kind of character, There's they basically match. matched it. Oh my god! What WWE? Yeah. What are you doing? 
<laughs> this is the crap that like I would do when I'd get relief when I got released from WWE and I was before I was with TNA <laughs> and it made it again, right? And I was like on you know on my own trying to make my make my way in the Indies, make some money. And the the indie promoter goes, "Hey, can you be in this battle royal tonight?" And you know, and be a, I was in Italy, and they wanted me to basically be a knockoff of Ivan Drago. <laughs> so I bleached my hair blonde. I swear to God, and, I can see that. And, and and I did the whole gimmick for this stupid tour, and I felt like such a sellout afterwards. <laughs> but you know what? I got paid. You know that money talks sometimes, and they're oh. making a lot of money for the, either twenty to forty million, depending on. We'll find out on the next uh, the next financials. We'll find out if it's twenty or forty, but it's a lot of money they're paying for. You know, Sean to come out of retirement. Sean's making a huge payday. You know, he's How turned much? down WrestleMania in the past. So, what do you think he's getting? I think he's probably getting a million plus. I would guess he's probably getting like two million or something where it's over like five matches. So it's probably like this Survivor Series and then leading up to, to Mania. Because they probably all involve Taker. Sean is very big on staying retired. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there's many times he could have come out. There's times he was probably chomping at the bit to come out and work with Daniel Bryan or an AJ or someone of that nature. And he's like, no, I'm going to stay retired. I got to stay retired. I was retired by Taker. I'm, I'm honoring this, you know? And this pops up. <laughs> well, I can name a few times right off the bat. They asked him uh, before WrestleMania 30 where Taker, Taker wrestled Brock. They wanted to do something with Sean and Taker, but Sean turned that down. Uh, they asked him when Daniel Bryan, uh, when they did that whole thing where Sean turned on Daniel Bryan, you know, when he was feeding with Triple H, they wanted yep. him out for that. They asked him about AJ Styles. So that's just a few of the times they've asked him. Uh, that Sean turned down. Right. So to come back for a tag match, you know, and he needs it. He's, he's getting paid. There's he's no getting paid. He couldn't say no. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I really want to know now. I really want to know what he's getting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm guessing it's probably, yeah, it's, it's definitely seven figures. How high? Uh, who knows? Damn. Yeah. Must be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ember Moon versus Nia Jax tonight uh, in a match that was decently competitive, but ended up with them hugging after and Jax raising Moon's arm. So I guess they're both baby faces. Um, what I want to know, Matt, more so than your thoughts on this match tonight, where do you take these women from here? Do you hear me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Loud and clear, Sorry. bud. What do you mean, where do I take them? Well, with both Nia and Ember, here's two talents that kind of don't really have anything going on, but they're both dynamic. You know, they both have a ton of potential. I mean, I did see it in Ember Moon. I did, but with how they've used her, I don't see it as much anymore. Um, I, I, there's just no room. Yeah. Um, but but now with Nia, she's a, she's a bona fide main event. Yeah. This was Nia's first match back in a while, right? Or did she wrestle... She was I ringside two weeks ago. I could have sworn she was in a throwaway a few weeks ago. Okay, I'm, I, yeah, I'm forgetting. I, I was kind of surprised because at, at first I was worried for Ember Moon because they didn't even give her an entrance. So I was like, uh oh, that's usually never a good sign. Uh, but then, yeah, she got the the win by a countout, and that almost looked like Nia Jax was going to turn on her. <laughs> yeah, know, they almost made it look like it was another turn coming. But uh, now she just raised her hand, and that was that. Yeah, did nothing for me. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of there. Well, after that, we had Trish Stratus 
out there and setting up this match for Evolution. We thought it was going to be Trish versus Alexa Bliss, but tonight Mickey James came out with Alexa, and then it got turned into Mickey and Alexa versus Trish and Lita, who came out. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, that was cool. I mean, what, what do you think of this Evolution card, Matt? Like, I'm debating not going. I'm debating selling my tickets to Evolution. I, I, can't, I can't wait to see it. You, you think the card, though? I mean, doesn't don't you think, not this match in particular, but I just felt like, I don't know, they were going to do something a little more special for the first all-women's pay-per-view. The card's looking kind of weak. We just named a great match right now. Yeah, it's a tag match, though. I mean, it's not like going to be a one-on-one barn burner. Well, with, those, with those, hang on, with those two older talents, no disrespect, it wasn't going to be to begin with. Yeah, um, this is a way to hide, play to the strengths, hide their weaknesses. We get to see their badass entrances. We get to see their badass signature moves. They get to look like the studs that they always were, um, and then you get to do that with tags. And the and I think they'll be they'll, they'll do a much better job of being able to hide that. Okay, then the mm-hmm. guy, then, then say Taker, Kane, and Sean and Triple H will do, quite frankly. Yeah, I was a little nervous when they announced the two singles matches, actually, uh, because they hadn't wrestled a full match in so long uh, that I I just didn't think those were going to be that good. So I think it's a lot better that they're doing a a tag match. We're going to see cool, like, we're going to see some really cool chemistry, especially that was so smart to get Mickey in this, too. She's the perfect link between all all the women. It's true. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like, like talent wise and friendship wise in real life as well. Um, that goes a long way. You know what I mean? I know it sounds silly to some viewers maybe, but like, she's legit friends with, you know, Amy Dumas. She's legit friends with Trish. And, um, when you have that, they're willing to give more. And when those stars are willing to give more, what's her name's going to benefit because of that? Not Mickey, her partner. And that's what I, I'm looking forward to most is her being raised up to that level yeah i think it'll be good and most of the card hasn't been announced yet you know yeah we got nikki and, and nikki and ronda which we're we're gonna get the smackdown match that that's always yeah awesome. yeah i think we're gonna get becky and charlotte awesome. um sasha who knows where she's at uh, my guess was that they were building to something with her and bailey but uh, i don't know if sasha is going to be coming back anytime soon um and uh, what, what, who, and then you got all the different title matches that you're gonna you're gonna have a uh, NXT women's title match, the UK women's title match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so it should be. I mean, it'll be special. It'll be the first show of its kind. That's um, exciting. I, mean, I think it's fun. good. Let me let me qualify my statement for a second. I'm not saying I'm not excited to watch it. I'm saying I'm having second thoughts yeah. about spending 12 hours round trip on a plane to go watch it in person. Yeah. I don't know about that. Okay, how about this? Just for the histrionics of it, just for the fact yeah. that you're going to the first True. female all pay, all female pay per view. I agree with that. I mean, let me put it this way: if I'd gone to the Rumble for that first women's Rumble, I would have been thrilled to have been there for that. I thought that was badass this year. And I wasn't completely sold that that was going to come off the way it did. Yeah. yeah. No. So you're right. You're right. They could pull something out with this. It's just the WWE in general right now. I just felt so scattered. All of this because it is. It is. Yeah. You're right. It is. I, th- I think this will be a good show by the end. Uh, by the time it's fully announced, people are asking about a tag title tournament. I don't see it happening, honestly. I, there's I two Raws gonna, left. I was going to ask the same exact question. Yeah, I don't see it happening. I mean, to just throw it together in the next couple of weeks, I think that's one of those things. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it happening from the beginning because okay. I think you do a tag title, I think you got to do it on both brands, and there's just not near enough depth right now for, 
for tag titles on both brands. Then guess what? They need to travel to both shows. I don't know. I don't know. I if you did that, but then I think they're so in that mentality that what you're doing on one brand, you know, you're you're doing on the other. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't think if I just don't think they're going to do it anytime soon. It would have been really good for a lot of talent. Now we're talking about we could be talking about Amber Moon in a completely different conversation. Um, Alicia Fox, tons of different talents that could, you know what I mean, get a little bit more of an actual featured role where you'll take them a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because anytime you implement championships, I, I, as a mark for championship belts, you know, take it a little bit more serious. Usually. Usually. Now, WWE has proven me wrong lately with the tag team division. (laughs) In general, so. Yeah. That's the thing. They they haven't shown that they can... uh, push a tag division that well in a while so i don't know if you need more meaningless t- titles yeah. yeah all right what was next i'm sorry i went off on a tangent. no no worries dude uh the ascension versus bobby Roode and chad gable with nobody turning on anyone tonight <laughs> chad got matching gear crowd chanting cm punk this is where we're at folks why why do they chant that chicago you know, usually I hate that, but tonight w- with this match, I'm, I'm like, fine. It's, you know, like <laughs> doing the Ascension versus Gable and Rude for what's the sixth week in a row? <laughs> Six weeks? I don't have an answer for it. I don't, I don't got anything for you. It's been like every every Ross and SummerSlam, I think they've had a match of some sort between the four of them. So, good God. Thank God for the AOP. Oh, yeah. AOP came in at the end, beat the crap out of uh, Gable and Rude and the Ascension. So maybe they're going to move on. And they did tease something with Rude and Gable there at the end where Gable kind of stole the the win and Rude didn't look happy. Did Gable walk away from that pin before the three count? I didn't see that. Yeah. I I missed that. But did you notice earlier in the show during the Brie Bella match that – she was supposed to trip Sarah Logan and, yeah. and didn't, so Sarah Logan just tripped herself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Bree didn't get it there in time. So <laughs> that's what happens when you have everything pretty planned and it doesn't go right. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, AOP beat him down. Paul I'm Heyman think- was there. Oh, go for it, Matt. I'm digging AOP. Yeah, I think Drake Maverick, it's, it's a minor thing, but looks so much better not dressing like him. Major thing for me. It, it's not an eyesore. He now makes them look humongous the way it was supposed to be. The rib is over, you know? Yeah, I'd like to see him do uh, more promos, though. He's, he doesn't say much for someone who's so great on the mic. It's weird. It's so weird, but it, it's, it's money if they just get out of their own way. It's so get- Yep. I don't get it. Get them off at of 205 Live. I hate that they're doing this dual characters where they're a heel on one show and a baby face on the other. It's so stupid. It is. Paul Heyman was out there tonight hyping yeah. Brock Lesnar uh, for his battle with Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns over the Universal title at Crown Jewel. So they're setting that up early. What do you think? Is Brock getting paid something separately for, for appearing on this? Oh, yeah. He's getting like, he's getting more than Sean. He's probably like, it's probably like three to five mil. Damn. Wow. 
Yeah. It's a lot of money. Wow. (laughs) Matt Morgan's rethinking his entire career trajectory right now. Like, seriously, talk about timing. Yeah, should have gone to UFC, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I thought this Heyman thing was good. Just really got to get that momentum going on this. Uh, This segued into the Shield versus Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, and Drew McIntyre. I can't believe this feud's still going on as, like, the main event feud. I just, I don't know. Okay, here's what you could have done. Yeah. And my wife actually did it. Um, She was sleeping. I went in there, um, fast-forwarded through the commercial so I could get to the main event, right? And... um, and I go, hon, I gotta, I gotta, I go. I'm sorry, I'm, hon, I'm sorry, being loud. Jackson, my son was sleeping there as well. I go, sorry, this is too loud, but I gotta watch this before we do the show, right? And um, fast forward through the commercial, and uh, she goes, let me guess, it's the shield. <laughs> and I go, you gotta be. I go, I, I think, I go, yeah, you're right. <laughs> she doesn't watch every week. Yeah, they gotta end this. No one. I mean, this match was awesome. I thought the match sure. was great. Oh, it was. But, but there's so much I want to point out on this really quick. One, go for it. They they went way too fast. They were going way too fast, especially Drew. Drew's impressive. He's such a great athlete. And I, as a big and I'm not tooting my own horn, I'll always take it to my grave. For a seven footer, there's nobody who's a better athlete than me. At a 42 inch vert, that's Vince Carter levels, folks. I bench press 655 pounds. Um, steroid free and, and as far as footwork goes Taker's probably the only one with better footwork I'll, I'll go on the record with that Okay. that said you, it makes you want to show everybody yes I'm a big guy but I'm athletic as bleep and I want to show it in this match and the agents would always talk me down I'd want to do my shooting star I'd want to do so many things that I would always be told not to do because of my size and I'm watching six foot seven Drew McIntyre doing um what do you call it? A forklift roll-ups um, and doing all these different things he's doing that that cruiserweights would normally do. And I'd be fired for doing back in my time there. And now I see why they were saying that. It, it, it's impressive to see, but then it's it's like, well, wait a minute. No, you're a star and you're a main event level talent because of your size. Why are you not using your size and strength? Why are you trying to keep pace with these sawed-off midgets? You're better than that. You're stronger than that. You're bigger than that. You see what I'm saying? They fly off of you. You're not ducking two and then hitting tackle spots. F that. They're running into you, the brick wall. And that wasn't happening. He was going 100 miles an hour. And it was impressive. As an athlete to athlete watching, I was impressed. But as a wrestling fan, and I'm a little boy watching, I'm going, well, what's so, do you see what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he's, he's going as fast as these little guys are going. Why is he not, you know what I mean? He looks like Superman. Why are these guys not bouncing off his chest and shit? Yeah, like he, utilizing that power more because that's what makes him different as opposed to doing what the other guys are doing, that kind of yeah. thing. You yeah. Can, you can add the athleticism in there, here and there, which he gets with the right. Claymore kick. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't know. Just something small I noticed, but at the end, it was they were going way too fast. I mean, there was so much cool things they were doing to one another that you couldn't even digest it that double suplex to the outside with dolphin seth got completely sneezed on yeah because the next spot was going on yeah i already kind of forgot a lot of it because of what you said there was a lot that happened i mean again athlete athlete to athlete drew is impressive as hell 
Yeah. I'll just, you know, but I shouldn't be watching it as an athlete to an athlete. I should be watching it as a, as a mark, as a fan. Yeah. You know, believing that that dude's Superman. Yeah. So they're basically telling two stories here. One that Braun was upset with Drew and Dolph uh, for losing and like feeling like they're the weak links. And then obviously the stuff with Dean and the Shield. Uh, you know, dissension Dean looks great. Dean continues to look great. Yeah. Yeah, so Dean ended up getting pinned tonight by Drew. He walked out on the Shield, left them in the ring as they went to uh, the copyright card. Um yeah, I mean, they're teasing this. But, you know, Matt, to your point, I feel like they're, they've been doing these high-level matches ever since Dolph and Drew teamed up. And I think that's the problem, is that it's so good and it's so repetitive, we, we lose sight, can't see the force for the treats. Listen, you can still... I go back to Team Hell No and Ryback versus The Shield. Kane wasn't doing that crap. Ryback wasn't doing that crap. They were having five-star matches, too, by the way. And they were still being these big strong oak trees and letting the Daniel Bryans and the shield make up, create all the movement and the excitement. You know what I mean? It just, it just adds layers to the actual story they're telling in the ring is what I'm saying. And they're missing it a little bit by not letting Drew be this beast. And not to mention, you don't want him getting hurt over something stupid like that. Yeah. And, and it's like, I did not need to be doing that in the first place. And now I'm hurt. And, oh, bro. you know, now I'm <laughs> off the, you know, on the shelf for me. I miss, uh, I, I don't have an L5 to this day because I thought it would be a great idea to put Bully Ray on a table on the outside on a concrete floor and miss a leg drop through the table. <laughs> yeah. That's genius. And yeah. I'm going, oh, they're going to pop like crazy for this. And they did. Guess what? They're not popping anymore, and my back is no is ripped apart. Yeah, they don't they don't remember stuff like that. Like three weeks later, so it's you got to be smart when you work. And Drew, he's got too much potential. They're really protecting him. They got big plans for him. Don't blow it on when you don't need to. You can still you can have great matches, and for sure, just, you know, work yeah. hard and everything. But you you don't you can you don't need to go so fast. And and, 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 and we're not like okay. Uh, a lot of the people say like think that a lot of the times we poo poo on their dives through the ropes and, and that's what every you know podcast pun wrestling pundit is now you know saying about our, our, our wrestlers of today that we're so worried about their health and this and that and that that's true we all are but by the same token i'm not even i'm i'm, a, I'm kind of a dick about it i'm not even worried about their health i'm saying psychology wise as a fan i would be more emotionally invested in someone that is allowing the match to slow down at the right times. AJ Styles, believe it or not, does a good job of this. Hmm. He slows it down at the perfect time yeah. and allows the match to breathe. And then he goes and hits all this crazy crap where you're like, oh, damn. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Then, you, you know, and then he brings it back down again. Damn yeah. You th- I mean, a lot of people assume that AJ just flies around the whole time, but it's he builds a match. He does. Yeah, man, I would take 10% less big spots for 10% more story. I just think character. you need to have the universal title needs to be involved in a big story. Get it out of the six-man feud. You know? Absolutely. It's, it makes it less important. It dilutes it. The more people you add to a feud, the more it dilutes everyone. Get Seth back into a big Intercontinental title feud with someone. Maybe Lashley. Uh, get Roman you know, one-on-one. And let's, let's move on. Maybe with Dean. You know, Turn Dean. Get it over with. So no I more people shield. are done with this. No yeah. more shield? No more shield. It's not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. 
man. Um, so Raw was what it was. Uh, Matt, on a kinder note, did you uh, pre-order WWE 2K19? Are you getting it? No. I No, I'm a little late. No, yeah. no t- this is the first year in like four years that I haven't pre-ordered it. Hey, who are the ta- real quick? Who are the tag team champions right now? Not Is it Dean and up. Dean and Seth or Drew and Dolph? I thought it was Drew and Dolph. I thought it was Drew and Dolph. <laughs> I'm like, it's been so long. I feel like that. Uh, yeah, Drew. And it's Dolph. it's one of those. All right, Drew and Dolph. Okay. Um, let's talk about UFC 229, which I did not watch, but both of you did. It was insanity, Glenn. You, you watched the end on YouTube. It was freaking crazy. Khabib, uh, you heard what happened, right, Glenn? Uh, I did not. I was a little out of pocket this weekend. All right, Khabib absolutely worked Conor McGregor. I worked him. Out-wrestled out him, out-grappled him, out-jujitsued him, and tapped his ass out. Mm-hmm. Okay? And couldn't get enough. As soon as he basically choked him out for the record... Um, he was still talking smack to Connor. Like he wanted to kill, continue to kill Connor. And then that wasn't enough. Then he turns to his corner, Connor's corner, and starts lip talking them. And then something happens where the next thing he knows, the guy says something back to him from the corner. Homeboy, within one second, homeboy being Khabib, jumps the damn uh, cage, jumps off the damn ring um, apron area, whatever you want to call it, outside of the octagon with a Superman punch to the dude in his corner. No, it was in the crowd. It was uh, Connor's jujitsu coach was in the crowd yelling stuff at Khabib. Khabib just lost it and flew into the crowd and just you know, threw punches at this guy. And then the, and the worst part about it was that I hated the most is the fact that uh, Khabib's cornermen and the people in his posse, his camp, whatever the hell you want to call it, jumped into the cage. And while one of them was in front of Connor and trying to give him a couple shots, Connor, you know, Connor's on you know, Dave Street, he's knocked out, right? He's tapped out. He's exhausted. He's beat up. He doesn't even know what's going on. Dude in front of him is, like, throwing punches at him. And then a dude jumps in behind him and throws three quick punches behind his head. Damn. So, so Connor actually, and you couldn't see this on the TV angle, uh, but Connor actually threw the first punch. Khabib's guys jumped in the cage. And then Connor, one of them, like, was kind of running towards him. And Connor he threw the, the first punch. And Connor, damn right, because he went yeah. at him. Yeah, so originally Connor was clear. But now, like, the Nevada State Athletic Commission has a hearing with him as well. Uh, oh, please. Later this- What's he supposed to do? The guy jumped the damn rail. He's just got knocked down, basically. Oh, I, hey, I can't. In that Take case, I can't blame him. There's a lot of stuff I could blame Connor for, but not that. No. Um I mean, nothing Nothing really that night. Here's the, here's the hook. Khabib missed a major, major opportunity to become, I, you're going to think I'm crazy, I, almost, a, almost a household name if he just picked up Connor, shook his hand, and then cut promos on him what a piece of crap he is and how much better than him he is. And he embarrassed him. And he'll do it 95 out of 100 times if he gets the opportunity. He outclassed him in every way, Glenn, in that, in that fight. He destroyed Connor. He systematically broke his ass down. And I hate saying that because I love Connor. I'm the biggest Connor Mark on the planet. And I hated seeing it, but it's the fact. So he missed a huge opportunity to get sponsorships from real companies like Nike and all these other big-time companies with this idiotic move of his to go into business for himself, couldn't control himself, and now he's going to pay the price. His purse was held. 
Um, wow. They're supposed to get paid $2 million. Connor got his $3 million. Um, Homeboy did not get his $2 million the last time I checked today. Um, State Nevada, they're going to be looking at it, obviously. And I, I don't know what to do because I want to see a part two. And I know Connor does, too, because he's already got his guys going on the Rogan show today, kind of setting the table for it, saying, oh, yeah, we forgive him. You know, <laughs> yeah, Connor like, tweeted. Connor tweeted. Did you see that? Where he's like, no, what uh, is that? he said, good knock. I'm looking forward to the rematch. See what I'm saying? He's a businessman. He's a smart mother Fletcher. Dude. He is. Even yeah. though he doesn't really deserve it. He got dominated in this fight. But everyone's going to watch. That fight's going to be even bigger than this one, unfortunately. It, it, in no a lot question. Of it, it, it is. And it's one of those things where if I had a little kid watching this, I would be ashamed. I would. Yeah. Because how do you tell you? What do you tell your kid about that? Yeah. yeah how do you explain that? Right. I mean, the whole thing. Uh, the <laughs> Just be like, the, well, the, you see, Vince Russo went to work for UFC, and he's writing it now. I have not seen anything that would get this much heat in wrestling since Hogan turned heel. <laughs> you have to watch it, Glenn. And I will watch it. Raj, you know what I'm talking about? That that noise in the crowd. Yeah. That it's, it's this eerie noise that I've only heard one other time, and I think it was Strike Force with the – uh, Diaz brothers. Oh yeah, you know what it almost reminded me of was uh, Tyson Holyfield when he bit his ear, and then just this uncomfortable air, in yeah. the, you know, feeling. And and Joe Rogan, he said something to the effect like they were saying that there's going to be fights, you know, in the lobby and all this stuff afterwards. Luckily, nothing like that really happened. There were no uh, and no major incidents uh, after and the it, fight or anywhere uh, based on that. Fans were pelting Khabib on his way back through the curtain. Yeah, no offense, he had a comment. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. Connor got away with a lot uh, coming up to this fight. I wonder if oh, I'm not excusing well, Khabib, yeah. uh, but you know, Connor flew out his his goons from Ireland to yeah. you know attack him. You know, yeah. that bus attack. They threw a dolly at a window. All these fighters got injured. Uh, yeah. Fights were changed on that card. Yeah. Uh, if Khabib did that, uh, I think it would have been very different than Connor doing it. Connor fights six months later. Um, can I can I ask something? Wasn't Connor coked up? Well, I don't think they wasn't he on test high on cocaine or something like that. I think that was just a rumor. I don't I don't okay. think that was ever proven. Okay. Um, but it's not normal behavior regardless. So to to fly people out, you know, to confront this guy. So anyway, um, you know, I I, I just think in, in in a normal world, the, the the thing with Connor is everything he did gets such a big reaction that it felt like he did better than he actually did in that fight. Khabib really dominated the whole oh, fight, except for one yeah. round. Connor did all right. Round actually three, gave him the round. somehow won. Yeah, like, I, I had him winning the third round. But, but other than like, that, he was smashed. He got dominated. Yeah. Dominated. So, yeah. So the Nevada Athletic Commissions are going to um, have a hearing for both McGregor and Khabib. Dana White saying this pay-per-view did well over $2 million. Pay-per-view bias is the biggest UFC pay-per-view in history. I don't buy it. I do not buy it. Huh. You don't think so? No. I don't. I was listening. To, I listened to a bunch of UFC talk shows today about it, and a lot of the fighters were saying, "If this beat it, you would have heard it by now. Everybody would be trumpeting this." And it. And if you think, I want you to think back when he Wait, fought Mayweather. When he fought Mayweather, you couldn't go anywhere without anybody, girl yeah. or guy, talking about it. Yeah. So it's not looking like this beat Mayweather did like two point five million. Oh no, no, Mayweather did like four million, right? I. I. I mm. I thought that did like four million buys. Yeah, I think uh, who did May two million? So two point five. Two point five was like uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather. Okay. 
I, I just was listening to um, was it Rogan's show. Um, no, I'm wrong. Actually, I'm I'm sorry. Hold on, let me let me double check because that's the wrong figure. I think they Mayweather Pacquiao did uh, four million buys as well. Uh, let me double check. I, so four point six million pay per view buys for May- Mayweather Pacquiao. So that was huge. Uh, Connor and Mayweather was four point three million. So this is like half of that, if that. But it's it's the biggest UFC uh, pay per view by far. And I think the other one before that would be. Uh, Connor and either Connor and Nick or Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm, one of those. Hmm. So Very interesting, yeah. Who other things, Con- right? Uh, sorry, did, go ahead, Matt. Who did Connor just beat to get the other title, though? Uh, Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, that was a that was a couple years ago, but that that was the first uh, show at MSG. But that one wasn't as big as his other fights. Um. Oh. So yeah, uh, real quick, other news: Rey Mysterio officially coming back. Yeah, uh, SmackDown 1000. He's advertised. Batista will be at that show. They're doing an Evolution reunion. Thank God they're not doing another DX reunion, and it's Evolution, something different. What are they doing? Evolution uh, reunion on SmackDown 1000 in a week. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. So Flair, yeah. Batista, Randy Orton, Triple H. So yeah, it's something they haven't done before. So that'll be kind of neat. What are you talking about? Evolution just came back and fought the Shield. Yeah, but they didn't have Ric Flair. But that was also, but that was like four years ago. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. Um, cool. So that'll be SmackDown 1000. 2K19 comes out. I think the pre-order is like tomorrow. General plays Friday. I don't know. Feels weird. I'm not buying it this year. It, we got no time, Glenn. We got lives. It's true. We do. We do have lives. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to plug, Matt? Before we take it home here. I do. Please, everybody, join me at 12.30 a.m. on the dot uh, on my UpLive channel. If you don't know what UpLive is, go to your app store, download UpLive, type in the Blueprint Man Morgan, and boom, you'll be on my channel where I'll go a little bit more in-depth to answer any questions you guys have that maybe I didn't talk about here on Raw that maybe you wanted to ask me because I'm not in the chat room. Um, You know what I mean? It's like a verbal chat room, basically. Uh, Ask me any question you guys want about my career, what I'm doing now, what I'm about to go eat, went off camera while I'm doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you name it, I'll answer it. And I appreciate all of you guys that do come over. A lot of the fans from this podcast do come over. We have the most loyal freaking fans on the freaking planet. I swear to God. Yeah. And we're very lucky for you guys. I don't say it enough to y'all. I love y'all for it. Thank you. Well, Absolutely. don't answer it's it. It's only 10 now. minutes away. So don't, yes. uh, so don't uh, get offline or anything. 10 minutes and- away and he'll be doing it. Don't answer it now, Matt, but they want to know how much the Saudi prince would have to pay you to do the entrance in Bailey's in Bailey's gear. <laughs> Is that a, do they really ask that? They did ask that in the chat earlier. That's yeah. the best question ever. Okay. So you got 10 minutes, bro. Don't don't spoil it. Oh, Up yeah. live. Glenn, that's why I paid the big bucks. Good job. <laughs> Raj, what's coming up on the site? Oh man, we got tons of interviews. The Winkly just debuted uh, last Thursday. It's a weekly podcast hosted by our new managing editor Nick Hausman. Uh, interviews with Brian Cage, uh, David Arquette, who's talking about you know uh, this new documentary he's working on, stuff he's done with WWE. You know, if he would do stuff with WWE, you know, he's a big Tommaso Ciampa fan. Uh, we got Austin Aries, Johnny Impact coming up on this week's episode every Thursday. The Winkly, check it out. Um, it's a it's a really fun podcast. Cool, guys. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein and appreciate a follow there. And uh, yeah, I will be out this Wednesday for the Wrestling Inc. podcast, but I'll be back next Monday. Um, So we'll see you then. Wednesday, right here to talk SmackDown Live.
on Wrestling Inc. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.